Welcome to TCW Investment Perspectives podcast. My name is Cindy Paladinas, and I am a senior analyst with TCW Sustainable Investment Group. I'm joined today by Evan Fagans, a portfolio manager on TCW's global AI equity team. TCW manages equity portfolios with a global artificial intelligence strategy, some of which may have a sustainable investment objective. Evan and I recently sat down with his co-portfolio manager, Bo Pfeiffer, and my colleague on the sustainability team, Ed Mitby, to pen a piece for a Sustainable Insights publication on the prospects and sustainability challenges associated with artificial intelligence. I wanted to sit down with Evan today to expand more on some of the team's thoughts on the sustainability implications of generative AI technologies. Evan, it's great to be with you. Thanks, Cindy. It's great to be here. So we know that there's been a flurry of attention associated with AI in recent months among investors, the media, policymakers, and the like. What's behind all the buzz? Yeah, it's been a, a whirlwind f- couple of months here. Obviously, the, the big moment was ChatGPT being released to consumers. I think that everyone has been aware of AI for, for years now, really. But this was the first widespread release of a generative AI product. Yeah, I, I think most people expect AI to be able to do forecasting or predictive modeling, things fairly close to data science that the people intuitively understand that computers are better than, than humans at. But... You know, when ChatGPT was released, this was the first generative AI product, which was going into the the creative space that we normally think that humans are better at. This is, you know, in this case, it's it's responding to queries in the same way that a human would. But generative AI can also be creating music or art and, and just things that were were generally thought to be core to the human creative process. So it's, it's impressive stuff, but we don't really view it as a, a singular breakthrough, but more a culmination of technological progress. To run a large language model or an LLM, you need a massive amount of, of tech hardware, uh, compute power, memory, networking bandwidth, uh, all, all of which have made huge, huge progress, and it's now powerful and cheap enough to run these models. Uh, ad- additionally, you need a whole lot of data to train those models on, and the internet happens to be a great repository for this and, and provides you know, plenty of data to, to train the model and allow it to you know, respond as a human would. So, you know, overall, I, I think that the, the potential here is enormous and, and the buzz is real and it's an investable theme for us. That's great. Certainly the, the buzz is real. So, Evan, you brought up the sustainability perspective, and I think it's important to note that some concern has been raised that artificial intelligence technologies may increase inequality by replacing some workers in the workforce, for instance. What are your impressions of the role of generative AI models with respect to these issues? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really an interesting topic um, and and very understandable when people think of technological progress. They think about machines replacing workers in factories, uh, well, you know, leaving, I guess, more knowledge-based jobs, white-collar jobs relatively untouched. And this is kind of the, I I think that an offset to this is that large language models and generative AI, it it really more impacts white-collar workers, I would say. Blue-collar trades, you know, construction, plumbing, those aren't really impacted by things like ChatGPT. Meanwhile, things like you know, relatively standardized legal or accounting things, that, that's actually more likely to be displaced here. So, so I think that's an, an offset to the inequality argument. The, the other point I'd make here is that generative AI can help people accomplish the same tasks with less training, with less skills. So for example, to, to write code, you don't necessarily need a software engineering degree 
but you might be able to, to ask a large language model what you want the program to accomplish in English or whatever your natural language is, and it can spit out the code to accomplish this task. So Generative actually reduces the amount of technical knowledge and training required to achieve impressive results. So you already started to reference some of the sectors that you feel could be particularly impacted. You know, what are some of, if you could expand on that point, what are some of the sectors that could be impacted for the good or for the bad? Yeah, so, so we think really everything is going to be impacted in, in some way. Uh, the applications for productivity gains here are, are just too broad to make any industry exempt from it. But I, I think the most obvious area where, where people are, are expecting job losses are customer service jobs. Companies are already reducing the number the, or the amount of human intervention that's needed on service requests, you know, chats, phone calls. Uh, a large language model can handle uh, usually 95% plus of these queries on their own uh, without human intervention. Uh, another one that people are, you know, has been on the horizon for a while now actually is autonomous vehicles replacing drivers. So taxis, truck drivers, you know, I, I would say that, you know, for truck drivers specifically, that's, that's a area where it's been hard positions to fill and people don't necessarily, they aren't necessarily desirable jobs to be away from your home for days on end. So that actually might have, you know, kind of a net benefit of, of doing a job that humans aren't too keen to do. But on the, on the positive side, you know, I, I would kind of reiterate the point that generative AI makes retrieving the, the productivity, the desired outputs easier than it used to be. Less training, more job mobility, you know, software engineering roles. There just simply haven't been enough software engineers on this earth to fulfill the needs of companies. So I, I think that we'll see a huge expansion of, of you know, software and broader IT roles, really, you know, with generative AI taking hold. So that's interesting. And we've already begun to talk about uh, some of the wide-ranging set of legal and regulatory issues at play. You mentioned autonomous driving that might be impacted from a labor force perspective, but there's also, of course, regulatory issues at play there as well. In our Sustainable Insights piece, we referenced this and we mentioned, you mentioned there uh, a non-exhaustive list of about four key areas where these issues are clearly surfacing as a result of, of the advent of, of AI. Could you summarize these key areas for our listeners? Yeah, sure. So there's four main points that I want to make here. So I'll just kind of go through it quickly. The first one is input copyright issues. So generative AI models are, are trained on massive amounts of data, as, as I said, mostly just scraped from the internet. What is publicly available on the internet is generally covered under fair use. So you're allowed to, you know, read an article and basically summarize its contents and you know, say an essay or a report without actually getting permission from the owner to to use the material. When a model actually scrapes that and basically spits out a reworded version of it, is that covered under input copyright? It's still unclear where that where that falls. The, the, the second one is, is output copyright. So you know, related to that is, is the output of the model. Can you copyright that material? And, and I think that's interesting because I don't think that all material is going to be 100% human written or 100% generative AI written. I think it'll be a combination. I think people will, will they'll use generative AI to help you know, make their point or maybe do a first draft. So, so it's unclear if that's copyrightable material. The, the third one is, is output liability. So right now, for example, Facebook, they're not liable for what their users post online, thankfully for them. But is a generative AI company, are they liable for what their model spits out in response to a query? It still hasn't been resolved in the courts yet. And, and the final one, the, the fourth one is, is just the issue of misinformation. Uh, generative AI models are, are really good at, you know, producing words, video, audio that sounds like it came from someone else. 
So you think about the misinformation campaigns that already happened on social media. Uh, now, if you're leveraging generative AI to make it seem like someone else is saying words they never did, it's it's really you know can be a negative, I guess, impact and and, and tool. So, so that's a real concern going forward. But you know, just overall, I, I would also just say that most of these legal and regulatory issues, it's still too early. They just haven't been worked out. We're expecting a lot more to come out, you know, with laws being made and, and kind of working through the courts. So, so most of these issues just haven't been resolved yet. Uh, you mentioned the role of m- multiple public entities in this process of developing policy guardrails, the OECD, the G20, the U.S. White House, Congress, multiple entities in Europe have already prepared some of these policy guidance documents to help uh, support the the role of public and private actors in addressing some of these challenges that you referenced. Companies obviously also can play a role here. In your view, how can the most sustainable AI companies manage any adverse consequences responsibly? What are some of the best practices that you're already seeing in the industry? Yeah, so I, I think it's really a bare minimum for, for what we're looking for. The companies are, are following the laws. Um, and given that, you know, as, as I just mentioned, that the a lot of these don't really exist yet. It's what we expect from these companies and you know, how we expect them to behave in the absence of, of an underdeveloped regulatory landscape. So, so one of the things that we're seeing is that some companies are, are steering clear of using copyrighted material to train their models. Uh, they're only using content in the public domain or uh, content that they've acquired the rights to. So th- this is probably sacrificing some efficacy. Generally, models are more powerful the more data you train them on. But it creates a business that's sustainable no matter how the, the regulatory landscape unfolds. So we, we think that's a really smart way to insulate their businesses. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense that they're preempting some of these challenges by creating business models that circumvent them. And you also mentioned the need for transparency in business practices. So what are some of the good transparent business practices that you've already been seeing? Yeah, transparency is also important. You know, again, in the absence of, of clear regulation, we think that one of the best ways is just to, to be completely out in the open about how they're handling these issues. So we think that companies should let consumers know, you know, exactly when they're consuming AI-generated content, exactly to what extent it was used. You know, is, is was this just was AI used to clean up the video and help edit it, or was it used to create the video from scratch? There's a big difference there. And then just in general, we also think that companies should let consumers know what, what their broader policies are on ethics and procedures. Um, and, and ideally, it should be as rules-based as possible to prevent subjectivity. So, I mean, that, that's just the start of what we're looking for. But, but there's really no silver bullet here to prevent issues. I, I think that ultimately, we're not going to even know all the issues in, until they arise, unfortunately. It's a, it's a quickly evolving landscape, so it's hard to, to keep up. Although I know that we're excited by all the progress that we've been seeing recently. And of course, uh, you know, from a sustainability perspective, there's been some talk about the intense energy and resource use required to develop and expand uh, AI capacity in the marketplace. So obviously for us, this is an important issue as well as we think about uh, sustainable investments in generative AI. So how are you thinking about the role of uh, the intense energy and resource use required to power these technologies? Yeah, it's a great point because I, you know, I mentioned earlier one of the reasons that the generative AI is coming about now is because of the technological capabilities increasing. You know, it requires a lot of infrastructure, particularly semiconductors. The building semiconductors uh, emits a lot of carbon, uses a lot of water, and, and requires a lot of power as well. It's not great from a sustainability perspective in the short term. However, in the longer term, you think about what you can do with those models, and AI is really good at 
uh, optimizing efficiency and improving resource management and pretty much everything. So we're looking at, at industries like agriculture, transportation, and energy as areas where companies can really reduce their use of resources using AI. So, so for example, in agriculture, some companies are developing smart weed control products using AI. They're towed behind a tractor. Basically, they identify what are the weeds, separates them from the crops, targets only them with herbicides rather than spraying it over the entire field. You, you use a whole lot less herbicides, which means that the crops and the groundwater have less exposure to it while maintaining or even boosting the production of food. So that, that's just an example of over the long term how AI can, can help from a sustainability perspective. And it can help over a multitude of sectors, as you've mentioned, which I think is also an exciting prospect. But still, there are some naysayers that feel that the prospect of computing technology becoming, in fact, more intelligent than humans is a, is a bit of a sobering thought. Do you have a more optimistic take, Evan, that you can leave our listeners with? Yeah, absolutely. I think that AI is consistent with other technologies. Ultimately, it's a set of tools that's aimed at making our lives better, accomplishing tasks better than, than we can on our own. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily different than the internet or other technologies that came before it. And then, and then from a sustainability perspective, I think that AI is a huge opportunity. Again, just managing resources more efficiently, uh, it, it really can help reduce our environmental footprint without sacrificing too much output and quality of life for humans. So I, I think it's an important step in our, our path towards a more sustainable future. So Evan, thanks so much for leaving us with such an optimistic take. Uh, and thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Cindy. It was fun. So if, if our listeners have any further questions on this exciting topic, feel free to reach out to us. Thank you for joining us today on TCW Investment Insights. For more insights from TCW, please visit tcw.com insights. This material is for general information purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. TCW, its officers, directors, employees, or clients may have positions in securities or investments mentioned in this publication, which positions may change at any time without notice. While the information and statistical data contained herein are based on sources believed to be reliable, we do not represent that it is accurate and should not be relied on as such, or be the basis for an investment decision. The information contained herein may include preliminary information and or, quote, forward-looking statements, end quote. Due to numerous factors, actual events may differ substantially from those presented. TCW assumes no duty to update any forward-looking statements or opinions in this document. Any opinions expressed herein are current only as of the time made and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results.